Ooh, that's right, folks. It's another episode of the Razzball Fantasy Football Podcast discussing today the NFC East. That's right. It's another episode of that 2022 NFL free agency and a little breaking news. We got our, our go-to Bears fan on the podcast today to discuss the number one overall pick being traded. That's right. It's been traded to the Carolina Panthers. We'll discuss that and all the fantasy-relevant NFC free agents on this episode today. Before we do, make sure you follow us across the board. Guess what, folks? We just hit a 1,000 subs. That's right. We're going to be monetized very soon, making the big bucks. So jump over, subscribe. We have big things all off-season long. We do football, basketball, hockey, and baseball over at Razzball.com. So make sure you jump over there to get check out all the latest articles and everything you need for your fantasy leagues. And we also do a little TikTok NIG. So we have it everywhere you need Razzball. We have it now. But today's episode is the Razzball Fantasy Football Podcast. is the NFC East. Starting right now. That's right, folks. It's the Razzball logo. It's Donkey Teeth. That's right. He is the man, the myth, the legend. I love having him back on the show today. And it's perfect timing as your Bears made a big-time move. Go follow him at DonkeyTeeth87 on Twitter. What's up, DT? What's happening, man? I well, I I'm honored that you call me the go-to Bears fan. Sorry, B Don. Uh, I'm the go-to Bears fan, though. You're on the show today, so that's why. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we just got monetized. I went out, took out a massive loan, and bought this new place, Baby Grand nice. Piano here. Uh, I'm Love living it. it up. This is definitely Love real. Uh, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about that trade. Well, I can tell you what is real. That Bears trade is real, my friend. And listen, this is great news. I mean. Obviously, the Bears got a decent haul here, but I think really when it comes to fantasy football, DJ Moore is now your de facto number one receiver. You have a trio of Moore, Mooney, and Claypool. That's actually not too bad. And then you have Cole Komet. What's your first reactions to this breaking news? And do you think Justin Fields is up to the moon at this point? Oh, man, this is I guess that the first reaction is, yeah, Justin Fields stock has to go up, right? Um the uh the DJ Moore contract is nice. I mean, he's making he's making a good bit, right? I'm looking at his contract right now, 2023, he stands to make uh about 20 million dollars, just under 20 million dollars in his base salary. And then there's an out actually, a potential out for the Bears after 2023. Hopefully they're not spending uh hopefully they're not giving this up uh their number one overall pick. I mean they, they end up doing really well in, in the end. Even if they didn't get DJ Moore, I feel like you're getting two firsts and two seconds. Uh, like if there's not somebody that they're not taking a quarterback with that pick, right? They're only downgrading eight picks. Yeah. They're getting DJ Moore. They're getting another first. They're getting two seconds out of it. It seems like an awesome deal. And DJ Moore is only going to make 15 million, 15.8 million in 2024 and then 14.8 million in 2025. So pretty great deal to be honest for the bears exactly fills an awesome need i'm i'm stoked as a bears fan i would be too and honestly justin field showed a lot last year and he was throwing to i mean when i tell you this is the worst receiving core in football claypool I, and listen i don't i wasn't a fan of the claypool trade at the time but at the same time you when you put these guys in the right spots and you have dj moore as your one and now mooney and claypool as your two and three Things start to fit a lot better. And then you got Cole Komet, who can take some targets too. It's a more rounded receiving core. And I think it puts people in the right spots. You don't want Mooney as your number one. You don't want Claypool as your number one. Moore is more established player. So I'm excited there. But Justin Fields, to me, 
I don't know how high he's going to go. If he's going to start floating around that like third, fourth round, that Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen range. But if you can get him in the six, like you got Jalen Hurts this year, I'm all in. I'm probably drafting him every, everywhere I could possibly. But any final thoughts with the Bears before we jump over to the NFC East? Uh, no, I mean, I just, I don't think we're going to be able to get fields that low. I was trying to pull up real quick. Uh, you know, there's a very small sample so far on, uh, draft data from high stakes leagues over at NFFC and FFPC to see, I got FFPC up right here. Let's see where Justin Fields is going around pick 40 right now. I mean, again, very small sample. These are really early draft. Uh, pick 40 in the fourth round, right? That that seems about right. And I mean, I like that value to be honest. He's gonna be so good. All right, I, I can't, I'm too excited. I'm, I'm a Bears fan today, I'm super stoked. I love Justin Fields. I am all in. To I'm team. gonna probably draft. I know, I'm Screw gonna the fourth round picks. I don't, I don't even <laughs> care. Hey, hey, we got Daniel Jones. All right, we signed <laughs> up, he's good to go. We got the transition. coming back. No, I know. Well, that's touche. That's what I love this about this with DTs. It's a great way to transition. Unfortunately, our show really the biggest topic today because Daniel Jones re-signed and Saquon Barkley's on the franchise tag. I want to go with the headliner, in my opinion. Now, we'll talk a little bit about the Washington Commanders. Why? Because now they have their new offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, come in here, but they don't have a quarterback. These are like – the thing is with uh, Taylor Heineke is a free agent this offseason. Uh, Carson Wentz was a cap cut this year. And they literally are Sam Howell on the roster. And they're literally looking for that number one quarterback. Derek Carr already signed with the Saints. Aaron Rodgers looks like it's a Jets or bust. And so it really gets down to, like, are we looking at Jimmy G? We're looking at those guys. There's a lot of question marks there for this team. But when you look at the commanders, they they have about eight and a half, eight point eight million under the cap. So they're not dealing with this abundance of cap space. But, of course, you can make that work. Look at the Saints. They just did that with the Derek Carr. Um Trey Turner, a couple offensive linemen here as well, but they do have their receiving core intact. They have great skill position players. So really, if you plug in that quarterback, they could be a real threat. What's your thoughts about the commanders offseason? Easier said than done plugging in that quarterback, right? I don't know what yeah. they're going to do. I, I mean, maybe Mariota, Baker Mayfield, just kind of skimming through uh, the who's who that's out there. Teddy Bridgewater's been there before. He's something, but... Uh, they really, I don't know, unless they, they're like sold on Sam Hall being the quarterback of the future. I feel like they're the ones that, that needed to get that number one overall pick from the Bears. Yeah. I think the other thing here, though, is Eric Bienmi comes in. And it's not like you had Patrick Mahomes. Before that, it was Alex Smith. Chad Henney, who was their backup, retired. So there isn't like that easy pluck away to say, all right, we'll take him. Now, guys like Gardner Minshew maybe could make some sense here if you would think about but I think the with the commanders, they have everything. They have pretty much everything ready to go. They just need that that quarterback. So I haven't actually heard any rumors yet about them going out. Like they weren't really connected to Derek Carr. They didn't poke around Geno. They didn't do any of this stuff really. So I think until we figure out that co commander's quarterback situation, I don't think I'm that excited. But Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. Uh, you know, Logan Thomas, uh, you know, Brian Robinson, this is a loaded skill position group. So is there any thoughts about if, if it's Sam Howell and I don't know, another rookie, I don't even know who the fifth quarterback would be in the draft right now. We need to get an expert on here for that. But, uh, you know, what, what quarterback out there right now can you think of that would get you excited for these guys? Are you going to be fading commanders this offseason? 
I actually, I th- I hadn't even considered Minshew. He wasn't on the list of free agents that I was looking at. I- I've always been a-, a Minshew fan, so I think he can get the job done. We saw it l- last year in his his brief stint filling in for uh, Jalen Hurts. So, yeah, I, I think that that uh, Minshew would be the one guy that excites me, uh, or or Tom Brady if Tom Brady ends up showing up in Washington. You know, hard to ever fade him. I I don't know, man. Tom Brady, just just take the year off, relax, go go. Talk to your kids for a while. Get your wife back. I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about the next team on the list, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so when you're looking at Dallas, obviously they have Dak Prescott locked up. And, you know, that's kind of been the big theme this offseason is understanding, like, which teams have their, their quarterbacks in line. This is a team that has a lot of rumors about they want to go get another weapon. Uh, C.D. Lamb, and they, they, they franchise Tony Pollard. They have Zeke. They're trying to restructure his contract because they're $24 million over the cap for this season. And their offensive line, they did some restructuring there too. Uh, Connor McGovern, who played a lot of snaps for them last year. Noah Brown was their like wide receiver too for most of the year with Michael Gallup kind of taking it a little time. I think the biggest one here is Dalton Schultz. Uh, any thoughts about where he might go? He doesn't sound like he'll be back, but any thoughts about the Cowboys? Any players you're looking at here uh, for the offseason? Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of our thunder was stolen, right, uh, before the show with uh... – as you mentioned, the Giants guys, Daniel Jones signing the big contract, uh, Saquon being franchised, Tony Pollard being franchised. That, that was the name to, to, to really highlight here on the Cowboys offense. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think that they're missing a whole lot here. Tight end. Yeah, they still got uh, uh, who's the other guy? Um, Blake Jarwin. Oh, oh, Blake Jarwin. No. Was it Fredrickson? Jarwin's gone. Yeah, Pey- Peyton Hendershot was one of them. There was another um, guy. Yeah. Blake Jarwin's gone. It's another rookie. They had two rookies they drafted last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I think that they're fine. I think that their offense is fine. Their offensive line is no longer best in the game. Uh, I think they're still at least top half of the league, probably more like top third of the league. So I really don't think there's a whole lot of holes here with the Cowboys. Whatever they they decide to to spend their money on, I think will just kind of be gravy at this point. Yeah, it's Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot. Yeah, that's the two guys. Uh, But, yeah, those guys, that position is going to be huge. Uh, You know, I think the bigger thing, too, is Kellen Moore's gone. And with Kellen Moore walking, you know, you got Mike McCarthy talking all this stuff. Oh, I want to run the damn ball and all this crap. It's like, Jesus Christ. You know, and he talks about Kellen Moore. Hey, I want to keep my – it's like you wouldn't give a shit about your offense, uh, defense being on the field if your offense scores all the time. It's so weird how these coaches think sometimes. He's like – I wanted to give my guys a rest. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure a 50-yard touchdown pass would be wonderful for your defense. I don't think they'll be upset to get back on the field. But anyway, Kellen Moore is gone. They bring in Brian Schottenheimer, who's like, let's get on. Let's get the nitty-gritty. So that running game is going to be huge here. You got Tony Pollard, maybe a restructure on Zeke, potentially to bring him back. But there's some talks that he could be released. I think Dalton Schultz, I would like, I've brought this up before on the podcast. I've said it a million times. I like him going to the Texans. I think that would be a good spot for him. It stays in the States. This team needs a tight end. They have a coaching staff from coming from San Francisco that uses the as the tight end. The other question is, I think they're giving up too soon on Michael Gallup. Like, the guy came off a serious injury. They pay him. He doesn't have a big year. They have this, all this regret about, and, uh, you know, Amari Cooper leaving. It's like, got to give the guy a chance to get healthy. Um, so, but it sounds to me like they're, they're flirting with Odell. They want to make a splash. They want to go get another receiver. You know, I, I don't really know, but I can tell you this. I know CD lamb's going to be fine. 
He's going to do his thing. He's going to have plenty of targets going his way. Um, but overall, I, I think the T.Y. Hilton thing was kind of weird. T.Y. Hilton came in and started playing a lot right away. So um, overall, any final thoughts about the Cowboys before we move on? Yeah, I mean, Gallup's still only 27. I don't disagree there. Uh, Odell would be just the classic Cowboy, right? Because Jerry Jones, he's not really running a football team. You know, he's running like an entertainment business down there. So it's it's all about entertainment, and Odell is that that you know star coming in. Like people want to see players like Odell, so that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, I lost you, Bobby. No, I'm still live. Um, so uh, the other guy that that is interesting to me here is Mike Kosicki. Mike Kosicki's a free agent, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know a, a pass catching first type of tight end were to come in here. Uh, I don't know if you caught that there, Bobby. I was saying. Uh, Mike Kosicki could be a fit to fill in for Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I'm good. No, I like, yeah, I was blurry. Sorry, man. I had to take myself off screen to get myself unblurry. I heard everything you're saying. Mike this is the off season production. Uh, this is, <laughs> yeah, work out all rusty. the kinks. It's all good. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, I mean, I just, the thing that's weird about the Cowboy, like, and listen, the Derek Carr signing made me realize the cap is just a mirage. The, the the Saints are 30 plus million over the cap, but somehow they bring in Derek Carr. And you look at his contract, it's seven and a half million against the cap this year. And then it's backloaded. So it's like seven and a half, then it jumps to 30 and then 40. So it's like really weird how they structured it. So I think you could bring in a Jaziki if they wanted to, but I think we're going to see a lot more Mike McCarthy style offense this year. Like Kellen Moore was the holdover kind of trying to integrate their two schemes, what he did with Jason Garrett and incorporate with Mike McCarthy. Now Mike McCarthy's like, you're gone. I'm bringing in my Brian Schottenheimer, another West coast guy, similar to me. I, maybe they don't need the tight end as much. Maybe they won't utilize the tight end anymore because if you look, think about the Packers with McCarthy, you think Jordy Nelson, James Jones, um, James Jones, like all these receivers, Greg Jennings, like those kind of guys, you don't think of a lot of tight ends, you know, maybe Jermichael Finley. So I think maybe they're going to start investing in the wide receivers again and doing a Gallup X receiver and CD lamb and not worry about the tight end. So we'll see there. Yeah. I, you know, that doesn't excite me when you kind of sell it as a Mike McCarthy offense. I feel like, I don't know. I've got some Mike McCarthy, anti Mike McCarthy bias over here. It's like the guy had one of the best quarterbacks of the generation and like he did very little with him in his tenure in green Bay. I don't know how he got this job to be honest, but it's like, I don't know. He's just a, an underperformer, in my opinion. But that's a different topic. <laughs> no, that is this topic. You are 100% <laughs> correct. I agree 1,000%, and I do not disagree at all. All right, let's talk about the New York Giants, my New York Giants. Obviously, like DT already brought up, they stole our thunder. They signed you know, Daniel Jones to that pretty sizable contract. And, and it, just to quickly talk about that contract, it's not as bad as everyone makes it sound. Yes, four years, $160 million, but it's 194 guaranteed. That's only the eighth highest in the NFL. Typically, these guys, when they sign their contracts, they get a more than the guys who previous signed. So the fact that they were getting him under those guys is good. The other How much is guaranteed, did you say? $94 million. $94 million. That's And then the other thing that's funny, too, is that you got Burrow. You have Herbert. You have Hurts. You have Lamar Jackson, who have not signed yet. So by the time those guys sign, you're going to be talking Daniel Jones' contract is probably close to the middle of the pack in the NFL. So I'm not overly concerned about it. I think it's an okay deal, especially because he had squad douche in the receiving core. I mean, him and Justin Fields were eye to eye for the worst receiving cores in football last year. The Giants are bringing back Barkley on a one-year franchise tag. 
their receiving core, they just need to figure it out. They got Daniel Bellinger at tight end. Isaiah Hodges is coming back. But Richie James and, and Darius Slayton somehow are very important free agents. Like, that's just, I shouldn't be having this conversation with you, but I am. I think an underrated player who I'd love to see get another chance is Sterling Shepard. I think he's fantastic. I think he's really talented. The injuries just keep piling up. But any thoughts about this Giants offseason and free agents? Well, I, I love the uh, Daniel Jones signing, to be honest. I mean, it really seems like he's turned a corner. That that play, that last playoff performance or the second to last, like it, it left – he did himself uh, uh, a nice thing on, on a high note. So well, I think it's a really good signing to, to be on – like you said, they haven't guaranteed him $160 million. So it seems like a, a pretty friendly deal relative to how he seems to have taken a step forward into really what the Giants hoped he could be. I mean, he was behind a, a bad offensive line. Like you said, he had no real weapons. So get him somebody in there. I mean, it's not exactly um, the best wide receiver free agent class, right? When Sterling Shepard really is kind of – at least close to the top tier of guy looking at um, Adam Thielen, Robbie Anderson, Robert Woods at the at the top of the list here. Uh, Julio, they could bring in Julio. Uh, Jacoby Myers would be an interesting one. Juju's out there. Jarvis Landry. So yeah, if the Giants could bring in one of these veterans that isn't like totally over the hill, I think that would be awesome for Daniel Jones and uh, really help Saquon too. To be honest, they they really need some more balance to that off offense so that defenses can't just key in on Saquon it's the natural evolution of these quarterbacks right now like you could go back to when you had like Mahomes came in and everything was baked and ready to go he had Hill Kelsey and Andy Reid not everybody has that right but then you got guys like Jalen Hurts who show enough that they're like okay we can invest in this kid not only financially down the road but in the offense so they do that and he takes another step we see that plenty of times where even Joe Burrow they bring in Jamar Chase he takes another step that's what the Giants need to do. The good news is, as a Giants fan, I have confidence because the Bills coach and GM came from, I mean, the Giants, they come from Buffalo, who went out and got Stephon Diggs for Josh Allen. And Josh Allen took that big-time step when he had his alpha number one. And I think DeAndre Hopkins has to probably be that guy. I mean, I, Brandon Cooks is a nice player, but I, I don't want him as my, my one. And I think he actually might stay in Houston. I would love to see DeAndre Hopkins, maybe a Mike Evans-type player. Um, just go get that guy because then you're going to put your other players. Like Isaiah Hodges was awesome, awesome player last year, but he's not a number one, not even probably a number two. But when you start putting those guys in the right spots, everything's going to get better. So I think Daniel Bellinger's a nice player, but he needs to be more of like a secondary player. You don't want him being like, like a Travis Kelsey type tight end in that offense. So I, I'm excited to see if they go out and get Hopkins if they use it, I would even I wouldn't even mind using a first round pick on a wide receiver and go get Hopkins and let's get it going. Let's get cooking here. I would love every second of that. Um, Shepard, I, I think I would love to see him go to a, like a wizard. Go to Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, or Andy Reid and let them maximize your talent. I would love to see him get another shot. And for the running back position, at least with Barkley set up, I was thinking them as like a secret, like Devin Singletary spot. Um, come back with Brian Dayball and back up Barkley. I could see that potentially happening for the Giants. But any final thoughts about the Giants before we move on? No, nah, I think we I think we covered it all. All right, let's go jump down to those Philadelphia Eagles, the NFC 
champs, which just hurts my soul. Um, the Eagles pretty much have everything lined up, right? They they actually have about they're right at the cap right now. I think when you're looking at their offensive line, you know, obviously one of their key offensive linemen is a free agent, but when you're looking at it for the most part, it's Miles Sanders. And Sanders had a much better season this year. You saw in the playoffs, though, this weird shift. Kenny Gainwell, over the last few weeks in the playoffs, started getting a little more work. Um, but there was already kind of rumblings that they like Gainwell in kind of that third down role. So what does that mean for Philadelphia? Do they go get another running back? Because there's already reports coming out that they didn't trust Miles Sanders as a workhorse. So does that mean that they want to go find a workhorse? Do they Are they in play for one of those top running backs? Any thoughts about the Eagles and their free agents? I mean, what what top running backs? They're all they're they've all been franchised, right? It's Miles Sanders now. <laughs> like, there's well, who else is left, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, let's see, let's see. Maybe draft one. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and spend a second round pick on, on a running back. I think that that would make sense. Versus, I also wouldn't be surprised if they just bring Boston Scott back and let Miles Sanders walk somewhere else. Um, I think. They they yeah. obviously like Gainwell, right? I think that that Boston Scott and Gainwell they could be a fine one too, and just kind of lean on Jalen Hurts being the the main running piece in that offense. Uh, but yeah, who else is out there? Uh, anybody else? David Montgomery, uh, Damian Harris. Then you got the guys in Miami, uh, Singletary, Foreman. I think Williams will probably go back to the Lions. Um, Rashad Penny, like that kind of player. Yeah, I could see uh, any one of those being being a uh, fit yeah. and let, let Sanders they, they probably don't want to pay Sanders, would be my guess. I wouldn't be surprised if Sanders landed somewhere um like Miami. I think Miami would would be a good fit in that offense. The and Bills, he, I, I he feels like a guy that lands in one of those like potent offenses with a lot a lot of uh firepower. So Bills or or Dolphins. Yeah, I could see him going to like Carolina. I think there's always parallels where like there's a team that has a coaching staff that used to coach with like Miles Sanders is Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni used to coach with Frank Wright. Carolina has a need. He knows kind of the offense they need. Miles Sanders would be a nice fit. They have a need because Foreman's gone. So there could be something there as well. But honestly, I think with the Eagles, for me, they did. It's just a looming Jalen Hurts contract, right? Because a lot of times like, Yes, it worked out for the Chiefs where they traded Tyree Kill, but when you pay up your quarterback and they're off that rookie contract, you start seeing teams gutting their skill position. Look at the Titans. I mean, geez, they pay Tannehill and they decide, hey, Tannehill, here's the money. Now do it with nobody. Go, We're getting rid of A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Jonu Smith, your entire offensive line. Go figure it out. Like, oh, yeah, no wonder why he regressed. So I don't. I hope that doesn't happen to the Eagles they have Devonta Smith behind A.J. Brown. You would hope they don't go do something drastic like that, but they have Dallas Scott. I mean, this team is set up for success all the way through. But do you think there's a shot where Kenny Gainwell is the number one going into next season, or do you think he's better suited as that satellite back and they bring in a guy for early downs? Yeah, I w- that would really surprise me if Gainwell was, like, the guy that they were going in depending on. Like, I think they're going to – I think we're going to go into the season knowing that it's a it's a committee and Gainwell's the third down back and there's going to be somebody else on first and second down. All right, call your shot. Who's the next Eagles RB one? Uh, let's let's say Singletary. I think Singletary makes makes a lot of sense. I don't think they'll pay for Montgomery. I think Montgomery will be okay. a, a little bit expensive. So I think that Singletary's uh, tier. I think that's right. Is it weird that I kind of wanted to be like Rashad Penny? 
like or Damian Harris. Like I think Damian Harris would be a great compliment to a guy like uh, Kenny Gainwell. But maybe I'm maybe I'm, maybe we're really hoping for like. Do you think Rob? What's the deal with this kid Robinson? This running back uh, out of Texas is he is he really going to go in like the top half of the first round? I I don't know in the NFL draft. I I don't yeah. I don't know. Uh, but he seems like the real deal. I'm not I you know I'm not a scout. Uh, but our old guy <laughs> Boof, Boof was a, a college uh, diehard, and he's been talking about B. John Robinson for like three years. So uh, I, I've he's been on my radar. I think he's going to be the real deal, and I see in these FFPC drafts like he's already going at, at the like the top of the second round. So uh, without knowing what team he's going to be on, he's, yeah. he's, it seems like he's going to be a, a bona fide fantasy player for us this season, wherever he's at. Yeah. Daniel Jeremiah has him going 19 to the Bucks, which seems a little um, like a luxury pick for that team. That's going to have to, they need a quarterback. So I don't know if they're trying to get another running back, but that would be, I, I it sounds like he might not fall to the Eagles late at 30. So just was curious. All right. That's all we got today, folks. This is another episode of the Razzball fantasy football podcast on the Razzball fantasy YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe, like leave comments, we have done all eight divisions tomorrow. Uh, starting next week, we're going to do our NFL free agent coverage. So we'll have a show on Tuesday breaking down. We'll basically have our first reactions. And then on Thursday as well for some of the later pickups. So join us next week for all the NFL action. And go subscribe, by the way. We have TikTok, IG. You know, I'm doing memes now, weird stuff. It's fantastic over there. Uh, we also have Razzball.com. If you're an, uh, a sophisticated gentleman or lady that wants to read articles, we have Razzball.com. So go check it out for baseball, basketball, hockey, and football. Once again, I want to thank my co-host today, Donkey Teeth. You can follow him at DonkeyTeeth87. And don't forget to follow me at Bobby Lamarco on Twitter. We are out of here.